Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Age of Radio. Oh, hello. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Oh, living the dream. Excellent. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, good evening. Good evening. Oh, not that voice again. No, <laughs> this guy. Here I am. <laughs> hello. Is that my wife's the conversation here? Hello there. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> you hear uh, snuffling in the background. The dog is really enjoying his treat and tossing it around. Yes. Oh, yeah. Since the last time we spoke, uh, I think just the, like a week or two after we got a <laughs> we, we got a dog. dog, and now he's almost a year old and full of chaos no. and bad ideas. Yeah. So. I'm sure he'll make his presence known. He, I don't think he's missed an episode yet. So, <laughs> I, I treat Cam the same way. To be fair, exactly. He's give him a little snack or something. Yeah, he usually stays quiet yeah. in the corner. Toss him a bone once in a while. Exactly. Yeah, if he's bad, put him outside. Listen to him paw at the door. <laughs> make him do the editing. Mm. <laughs> oh, sushi! We gotta train you to edit. <laughs> On the parched burning plains of drought-ridden Kenya, the climate has played its cruelest game. And as if in answer to nature's challenge, a savage war erupts between man and beast. Nobody is safe out They are three times stronger than humans, and they're smart. Now they're hungry. 90,000 starving baboons who will take what they can get. They're organizing. This weary land must face the wrath of this enraged army of crazed killers. No one is safe, and no one can escape. In this horrifying tale of Hitchcockian suspense, Timothy Bottom stars in the shadow of Kilimanjaro. Yeah! Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight! Oh, tonight. Uh, We are continuing (laughs) April with 1985's In the Shadow of Kilimanjaro. Oh, babe. Steve. We are not alone for this international affair. What? That's right. We're actually, I, I believe, in three different countries. Welcome, uh, Secret Agent Scott and Cam the Provocateur from the Spy Hearts podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Hello there. 
Excellent. Uh, uh, gentlemen, was this your first time watching this movie? No, no, I'm an old <laughs> hat at Kilimanjaro. I've, uh, I've climbed this movie many times. <laughs> <laughs> this one you'd like seen a bunch as a kid or something? Or... Oh, no, I'm joking. Honestly, I've oh, never okay. seen this film. <laughs> I, I was actually um, born in a theater showing this movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this got a theatrical release? <laughs> right. uh, yeah, this was uh, a new one to me. But when you, know, you guys had your list out of uh, movies you'd be covering, and I saw this one and saw that it featured killer baboons, mm-hmm. my heart was stolen. Right. Oh, okay, I have to ask, have you seen Shockma? No. Shockma! Yes. <laughs> now times it by 90,000. Yeah. <laughs> or 12. Or 12, you know, whatever. <laughs> However many they could afford for the day or smudge on the yeah. film. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess before we get into it, uh, babe, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty. Oh, well, that works out because I'm still sober. <laughs> oh, well, you got something to change both of those? I do. We have from... Uh, full sail brewing company we have s uh, fs amber six percent alcohol by volume nice i think i dated fs amber once (laughs) (laughs) environment ingredients geography heritage taste from hood river oregon okay (laughs) i'm gonna go ahead and pop my top here oh yeah my top nice there we go now my top yeah there's the other one (laughs) it says tools required on the lid (laughs) because it's it's not a twist off nice and the pour Ooh. Ooh, gorgeous amber color crystal clear got a gorgeous uh creamy white head Lots of tiny bubbles dissipating slowly tiny bubbles dissipating slowly yeah, Ooh, nice very malty on word, like yeah. malty and cereal on the nose which is appropriate for the style steve's gone in for the sip oh yeah yeah nice caramely notes very smooth not a lot of not a lot of hot bite maybe a little bit of uh mm. a little bit of green apple on there but yeah almost got it almost has okay. like a dark lager uh flavor to it mm delightful i'm not gonna lie i could drink more of these absolutely uh gentlemen are you drinking anything on your end i uh i'm i'm really pushing the boat out this evening uh, to be fair we are keeping keeping trend but uh i'm drinking tea <gasps> and I, <laughs> going hard I have a, and i have a coke zero. Oh, you guys I, so I, international I, with your drink choices it's even fancier. It's not just you know a good old glass, of, a good old cup of Rosie Lee. It is peppermint and licorice tea. So I'm, uh, I'm fancy. I'm fancy. And and Cam, is it a, a liter of Coke Zero? No, it's just the 355 milliliter can. There we go. There Excellent. we go. Excellent. <laughs> One of my favorite tea stories. Uh, a guy I was dating was trying to get into med school, and he made friends with a gentleman who grew up in Pakistan, and then like did his. Uh, his undergrad in London and like very internationally traveled in that. And uh, this gentleman and was like, oh, you guys should come over for tea. I'm going to make you tea. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to have really good tea. Like, I mean, how can he not? Right. Mm. And we show up and he had good old fashioned Lipton. Yeah. And he was like, oh, this is the best tea. This is the one my mom always made. And I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like that Friends episode where they're trying to find the cookie recipe. And it's like, it's from the Toulay. You mean Toll House, right? 
And then, yeah. <laughs> hey, my family's secret, my grandmother's super secret recipe for potato salad handed down through the family was the one on the be- back of the best foods jar. Hmm. Well, then again, your family's coat of arms is made out of what material? My dad has a gorgeous coat of arms that he was always very delicate with, with all of our moves. It was first thing up in every house we moved into. And one day when I was in high school, me and my sister got into a fight. We accidentally knocked it off the wall. We were both horrified. Turns out it was made out of styrofoam and was a beer display. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's a metaphor. No. Our our older half sister didn't know that it was made of styrofoam until she was in her forties. She was getting ready to fight us for it when he died. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of when he died, in the shadow of Kilimanjaro. (laughs) No, Todd's still with us at the time of this here recording. Yeah, well, there we go. (laughs) Uh, From director Raju Patel. Steve. Oh, I'm glad you asked, babe. Uh, This was actually the only thing he directed, but he's been on our podcast several times. Because he is also an accomplished producer of movies such as Bachelor Party, uh, mm-hmm. Coming Soon, Cyborg 2, Glass Shadow. <laughs> That's right. Angelina Jolie is a teenager. Don't oh, look too far into it. Snap. Uh, 1994's Jungle Book, the Disney one, with uh, Carrie Ells and Jason Scott Lee and Lena Headey. Okay. Not a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, and the sequel to that, uh, quote unquote, the Winstreet DVD, the second Jungle Book, colon, Mowgli and Baloo, which we've talked about on this podcast. Yes. Uh, uh, Baloo's colon. <laughs> uh, the Adventures of Pinocchio. That's the uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas one. Oh, God damn it. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> that one was actually also written by the co-writer of this movie. Oh, uh, Jeffrey Sneller or whatever? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Excellent. Well, yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and a few other DVD sequels he was a producer on. But uh, yeah, as mentioned, written by Jeffrey M. Sneller, who did uh, Kingdom of the Spiders, this, uh, apparently Adventures of, of Pinocchio, and has a movie in pre-production called The Queen's Physician, which uh, <laughs> can't wait to see what's in that one. <laughs> it's a bit late for that now, isn't it, folks? It's a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> now they're going to think it's some sort of like... I, I don't know. In the last days, the physician knew what really happened. Or something. I don't know. And uh, the other writer, T. Michael Harry. This is his only credit. I I assume it was like based on his idea. Like, hey, did you read this in the newspaper? Like that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, they were drawing from the top-notch talent in 1985 for this one. What? Hey. Well, well. I mean, we just have to look at the cast. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, John Reese Davies is in this movie as Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize his name was Chris Tucker until I just read this, but yeah, <laughs> I heard Tucker a couple times, but yeah, you never know. Uh, yeah, and Timothy Bottoms, the uh, the co lead of this movie, like he was kind of a, I think, forgotten kind of star at this point in time, but he was in the movie The Last Picture Show with Jeff Bridges, and it's yeah. uh pretty clear like they are both the stars of that movie fantastic movie but only one of them went on to become a star and uh timothy bottoms wound up in well the shadow of kilimanjaro <laughs> well and the, thing, and the thing i know him for is the short-lived comedy central sitcom that's my bush from trey parker and matt stone where he played 
George W. Bush. <laughs> oh God, was that him? That was him. That I was like, I know this name, and like had to go through his uh, filmography. It's like, oh yeah, Last Picture Show. That's not it. That's not it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but uh, and yeah, there's a couple ladies in this one. Uh, Irene Miracle as Lee Ringtree, uh, the <laughs> wife. I don't know. That's a real name, Lee Lee Ringtree. Try to say that one ten times in a row. <laughs> Lee Ringtree, Lee Ringtree, Lee. <laughs> and uh, Michelle Carey as Ginny Hansen. I think she was the uh, the hotel manager or whatever. Um, she was mostly in westerns, from what I saw. But, mm-hmm. You know, long career. Oh, and uh, how did you gentlemen watch this movie? Because I'm I, I'm assuming at least one of you have a a Blu-ray of this or. <laughs> well it's uh it's actually just fresh out on the criterion collection so i've got the new 4k <laughs> yeah we watched it on youtube too um <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh guys uh, if you want to watch this on youtube which i'll say right now why not uh be aware the first couple minutes of this movie is a really rough vhs rip mm-hmm. and then it kind of balances itself out uh, they adjust the tracking or something <laughs> they it's... put on uh they put on granddad's favorite porn head cleaner to clean up those threats <laughs> yeah pull so, up the head cleaner guys it's a little like watching a movie through cheesecloth really <laughs> yeah yeah there are definitely scenes in this where i'm like all right it sounds like something's happening but uh, okay. i had I had trouble with human faces. <laughs> like I oh. really couldn't recognize some of the faces at a certain point. Oh yeah. When people were being killed, I was like, I don't think that was a lead character. Oh shit. It was. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> oh dude. Like the first, the first couple of scenes, I didn't even recognize uh, John Reese Davies except for by the voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, he looks so young and blurry. <laughs> Well, it has like two actresses with like short brown hair, and I really struggled uh, to tell them apart. Wait, there's two there's, of them? There was two. There was the plane crash sequence, and I was like yeah. thinking that the female lead had died. <laughs> yeah, there's the the one I have written down as the widow and the wife. <laughs> looks very similar. Two different people. Yeah. Okay, there's yeah. a level of drama not in this movie that I assumed there was. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, we okay. The movie starts off. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the break of dawn, and we're in. <laughs> and again, the tracking's adjusting during this part, so it's like you kind of see a sunrise coming over, and you see a figure kind of walking, but it's like black on black, and so it's like I I don't know what's going on here. And then some light breaks through, and you see something that's like dark and red and covered in maggots, and apparently it's just a kid like digging around for, uh, i don't know is he looking for like termites or something or sure yeah that I, makes I, sense. I, I, yeah I, I don't know i was trying to piece together what exactly was going on but uh but he like puts his head up and all of a sudden <laughs> the cobra oh my god <gasps> i swear that cobra was barking at him Anybody yeah the else? noise definitely <laughs> sounded like barking and then also i think somebody had like a string on that cobra because it was like Hopping towards the kid and obviously trying to pull back. <laughs> like the cobra was like, no, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to bite this guy. He's big. Yeah. But uh yeah, the, the intense music comes on. You know, the kid starts running and he's, you know, being chased by something. I, I'm and then I, I don't know. <laughs> something gets to- tossed. Yeah. And then uh, and then we cut to what I thought was poachers trying to run over a rhino. Mm. Right. 
like them. It's like, oh, okay, cool. There's light in this movie. All right, all right. We can see what's going on now. Uh, come to find out, it's basically our our hero Jack, played by Timothy Bottoms, and uh, he's I, I don't know trying to like wrangle a rhino. They're like trying to tranquilize it. Like I, well, I don't know. There's like two trucks of guys. So. Yeah, they were putting eye drops in it. Like they kind of tranquilized it. This whole sequence actually was pretty much ripped from the movie Hatari, which is a Howard Hawks film with John Wayne. Um, and actually Spielberg paid tribute to that film with the lost world, the whole capturing dinosaur sequence, but this is like Hatari shot ineptly. Uh, but I did have to admire the fact that they were so hands-on with a rhino. I wouldn't be that close to a rhino. Oh no. Look, anything involving an animal in this movie, I was like, okay, I I have to see the like roar-esque, uh, behind the, behind the scenes right. of how this went down right <laughs> especially with the rhino there's, there's several moments in this film where they're like actually playing with real animals and you think fair play that's uh, uh i wouldn't do that yeah uh, hold on one second gentlemen our dogs decided to tap dance with its food on our hardwood floor over here so uh just for one moment yeah i mean 80 percent of the floor is carpet but he's got to find the hardwood it just sounds better sorry i should have drugged him yeah oh, well. <laughs> Too late, man. No. Uh, <laughs> he's not a rhino <laughs> yeah we should tranquilize him give him some eye drops see what happens yeah <laughs> yeah so, so yeah they give him the eye drops and uh and then i don't know he sees i have written down as something because <laughs> i couldn't tell what it was i come to find out it was a kid though and uh <laughs> we cut to some english class at the local school and uh he's like oh we've I, oh, sorry, it was a little girl. I found this little girl and uh, found what's left of her mother. I'm like, oh, <laughs> rough. <laughs> Jeez. Right. The kid's like standing right next to him when he says that. I was like, mm, that's a sensitive handling of that subject matter. Anyway, well, think... to, to, to be fair, he did say the kid didn't even speak the other uh, like like Swahili or whatever their language was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't I, that it was English. And but... I don't don't. <laughs> I I don't think the girl, little girl doesn't know her mom has been eaten. No, yeah, yeah. well, true. <laughs> well, it's just more like the other kids in the class are like, "Wait, right. what?" <laughs> oh, this is like a Tuesday for them. Come on, yeah, yeah. everything's bigger in Africa. <laughs> Another lion attack. <laughs> uh, so then we go to a little mining operation that's going on, uh, I guess, on the other side of town, and uh, I don't know. We find out uh, John Reese Davies is I don't know the the foreman, I guess, or like the the leader of the mining operation yeah he, he's like the foreman slash uh we find out later he's the one holding the lease yeah yeah and there's there's one guy on the crew that's mm-hmm. like like speaking jive and i'm like is did, did, did he come from like detroit or something absolutely or, yeah like, yeah like i don't know just just looking to you know, he always wanted to go to africa and that was the only way he could is the yeah he joined the french foreign legion got dumped off with john reese davies working in a mine there you go. And what were they mining for? Water. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a failed diamond mine, but they found if they drilled deep enough, they could get to water. Yeah. Okay. I, I just didn't know if that was just like incidentally, like what they were also mining because the town needed it or whatever, or if they sort were look, so still if, looking for something else. This scene, he's got water because the uh, the the our white savior wants yeah. the water for the animals. John Reese Davis, like the, the, the people come first. And then later we're in a bar and uh, one of the, the, the gal who owns the the hotel and bar is like, well, I know somebody who took on a failed diamond mine and was able to turn it into water. John Reese Davis was like, all right, I guess I can handle this. <laughs> 
it, it's here that the movie pivots into a Jaws ripoff because uh, John Reese Davies is uh, is basically playing the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> also, the mayor of the town is playing the mayor from Jaws, and right. I don't, true district selectman in Nairobi is the mayor from Jaws. And well, at some yeah. point, we find out John Reese Davies only has like forty seven days left on his lease, so he's yeah. trying to get as much out of the mine as he can. Yeah, yeah. But- yeah. So that well, that's his motivation for it's the for, travel season or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's his motivation for keeping it open. But yeah, yeah, he's even willing to like start up this uh this old boiler that hasn't worked in thirty years. I'm like, well, let's give it a give it a try and find out what happens. Well, the pressure starts redlining, and uh, it's like, oh, the safety valve is stuck, hey? right? And everybody else like starts bailing. He's like, no, leave without me. I'll do it. Gives it about five Mississippis. It's not working. Then he's like, well, fuck this. And like runs with him. <laughs> Boom. The whole operation blows up. And I apparently looked down when he ran away because I was like, well, he's out of this movie. And then he's, wait, why is he back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like John Reese davies in his introduction sort of in this movie, it sets up something that should have been paid off, which is like they come to him for water for the animals. And he's like, nope, sorry. Yeah. And it's like, well this character has to die by animal. Like, that's just the code of these types of movies. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. Instead, they, like, pivot him into a hero at a certain point. I'm like, no, 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 no. You did not set this character up for that, and there's never any sign that this guy has any, like, guilt whatsoever about the fact that he may be at least partly responsible for the continued baboon attacks. I mean, yeah, but... But to be fair, I, I, maybe he looked at it more like, no, this is for humans because human, humans pay with money, you know, or something like that. <laughs> well, his whole but, thing is, yeah. is people in the town come before the, the, animal the animals on the reserve. Yeah, yeah, totally. But... And then he's also like, well, but most of the animals have gone north to go get water. And yeah, and it's like, well, but like 20% of them haven't. So also, guys, is this a good time to mention that this is based on a true story? I mean, <laughs> yes. Well, it'll be brought up at the end of the movie, and that's really my one fun fact about this movie that I could find. But yeah, based on a true event, I well, inspired well, by how, a true... how, do, how do they word it at the end? It's like a fictional story based on a true incident, in, inspired by real incidents. Yeah, well, I think it may be a little bit like Cocaine Bear. It's yeah, uh, there was yeah. like a, a real thing that happened, but they turned it into this. No, I, yeah. I, I suspect this is more like a pain and gain. Mm, okay <laughs> fair enough oh man if michael bay directed this movie <laughs> more explosions that's for sure less female characters maybe a transformer yeah <laughs> well speaking of female characters we also uh find a white lady on a bus and uh she gets yeah. off at the hotel and checks in and uh oh it's jack's wife she's come to meet up with him well <laughs> I, I will roll this back a little bit they don't miss an opportunity to make her look uncomfortable on the bus for some reason <laughs> oh yeah well you know everybody else on the bus is like singing along dancing most of them have several spears in their hands uh, yeah. like there's an underlying current in this film that uh that shows its face in that bus scene that sort of uh is in the background for the rest of the film uh maybe we won't comment on maybe we will she's but, yeah, a fish this, out of water we'll we'll leave yeah we'll say that for now sure yeah. that's yeah. a nice way to put it yeah so so i do want to grant especially considering the time period in which this movie was made they did a decent job with the native people. Well, they were there were some actual characters, whereas like yeah. several movies of this era, they would not have any characteristics whatsoever or play any sort of pivotal role in the plot. Yeah, 
Yeah, but like, like I, I enjoyed that a lot of them, you know, that they had like native dress that didn't look like it just came out of a costume department. Looked like it might just be what people wear in that area, even if maybe mm. it's more their dressy outfits. Yeah, so it's, it's more traditional baby secret, the lost legend, and not Ace Ventura when nature calls. Yes. Okay. All right. I see. <laughs> Sushi. Come on, buddy. Why are you chasing your tail? Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Hey, come here. For the record, excellent dog name. Right. <laughs> Thank you. He came with that net name, and we did not have the heart to change it. Yeah, we, we changed our dog name. I did not want Bertie. It sounded very middle class British. Bertie? Bertie, darling, Bertie. That would Come be great to supper. scream out the back door, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you change it to Goldie or? No, Mac. Oh, oh man, it's a solid name. Yeah, it's a solid yeah. dog name. And then whenever he walks in the room, you just start singing Return of the Mac, and it says Golden. <laughs> Return of the Mac. Once again. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, the lady checks in. It's sunset now. And uh, Jack is looking at, as I've written down, I don't know, a guinea fowl, maybe a baby kangaroo. I can't tell in this copy. What what was he looking at? Something with fur. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That didn't make it. Yeah. I don't know if it was like a, a little monkey or something. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't play in the movie, I guess. But uh, yeah, there's uh, some kids teasing a baboon outside of the hotel. I'm like, well, those kids are going to die. Soon. This is this how you great. get murdered. <laughs> yeah. This, oh, yeah, the whole, the first act of the movie is just saying about like, okay, this is why all these people are going to die. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jack uh, walks into his room after a long day of, you know, fishing out bodies and taking care of stuff. And he sees his lady. And he strips down, and you hear the little music coming on, and, da, 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 da. and he's got some flowers, and he turns off the light so you absolutely can't see exactly what's going on, but you hear kissing noises. Were you and guys then... just playing Careless Whisper? Of course. But, no, I mean... <laughs> is, is that... Hang on, exactly. hang on, hang on. We need to dive yeah. into this. We need to dive into this. Is this, is this your song? No, 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 this is this is the song for any form of lovemaking in a movie. Oh, like Careless okay. Whisper just kind of kicks on every time. <laughs> so it's like a siren call in your household then. Someone puts on the George Michael. You're like, right, go time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I, the the joke like started because like there are a bunch of 80s movies where songs that sound like Careless Whisper Whisper mm-hmm. or what what come on, but really happened to Steve and I went to like three weddings one year, and all three of them, the bride and groom dance was, was careless whisper. And we're like, oh, boy. do you even know what the song is about? <laughs> but you know, whatever, whatever to you. Everyone out there, Google uh, or go onto YouTube and search "sexy sax man." You will thank me for this. Oh, oh my! <laughs> yes, and it's far sexier than Baker Street. That's for sure. <laughs> don't 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 type it into Pornhub though. You'll get something completely different. That's right. That's right. <laughs> nice, but uh, yeah. So yeah, kissy noises, and then we get uh, a little bit of a lovemaking scene where you see a little bit of uh, the lady's backside and whatnot. Um, but then that's quickly interrupted by shadows scurrying past the window. <laughs> And then the music intensifies. There's growling. (laughs) And the growling that the baboons do is like, that's got to be just some guy going. (laughs) I don't like, I don't know, though, because monkeys make weird fucking noises. I mean, it's it's true. (laughs) 
Also, movies like this make me re- just like realize how terrified of baboons I truly am. As you should be. <laughs> Those guys are dangerous. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, so they're growling and I, I don't know, wandering around the town at night. And there's uh, some guy out there with a lantern. Not exactly sure what he was doing out there, but maybe he was like the guard or something for the town. Sushi, come here, buddy. Wanna come up here? Come up here, buddy. No, I want to sit in the corner and pout because you didn't let me outside. Do, do you want to tap dance on the linoleum? <laughs> I want you to go outside with me on the patio and I want us to frolic, Steve. Sushi, when did you learn English? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, no problem. <laughs> this is our life now. <laughs> it's okay. We're both dog guys. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> He's only a year old. Yeah, but they grabs the lantern and he starts running. <laughs> And we get the low angle POV oh, shot, you know, like he's like he's being chased by Chucky or I don't know, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, then we get the teeth right at the end. <laughs> like, a, like whenever it's like a baboon pouncing at somebody, just a shot of like, I, I, I'm assuming it's like a like a taxidermy baboon or whatever, just being like put in front of the camera. So right. close. Yeah, that or it's just a, a like a maquette they made or something like that. Uh, but we also get some baboon vision as well. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, there's a cat baiting sushi now. Yeah, looking great. At least it's not a baboon. I mean, right? Baboon would at least take it outside. Am I right? (laughs) All right, you guys continue. I will take the dog outside. Pretend like I'm here. Insert sassy comments. He's He's being particularly bad. Like, really bad. Come on, bud. All right, so then we get to uh, a billiards game going on at the hotel, and uh, John Reese Davies is there. He's like, uh, you know, considering his future, he's like, I've only got like 45 days left, and uh, I guess I'm just gonna have to pack up and get out of here now the place is blown up. And uh, the hotel manager, or whatever, is like, No, see, you're a winner. I, did, I can see it from the first time I saw you. Uh, so, I, I guess that's how that conversation went. With the, did I misread that? Uh, that's about right, yeah. Yeah, all right. So then we cut back to the uh, post-coital arguing that uh, Jack and his wife are having. Because he just cuts back and he's like, well, well what do you mean? You want to go to California or leaving or whatever. And she's like, I filed for divorce, but, you know, I could probably stop it if I wanted to. And I separate it down. But 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 you guys just banged. Like, what, what what's happening? I, I, have, I have two notes on this. Okay. Firstly, he must be terrible in the sack. I mean, because <laughs> she is bitterly disappointed. I have to yeah. say, so much so that she's talking about divorce. Um, that's a that's a bad performance, my friend. Uh, sorry, old Timmy Bottoms, but uh, better luck next time. Uh, and then also, I am also on her side because if I got married to someone and then they decided they want to move to Kenya to be a vet slash police officer slash warden slash whatever he is, uh, yeah, I'd probably leave them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just like, "What? What's the big deal?" Yeah, move here. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like, well, you fly in every six months for a week or two. We bang, you go home. It's like the perfect marriage. No, you I... love being on that bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine the airplane flight. How smoky that would be in 1985. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, she's basically like, "Well, I, I want to be with you, but back home." And I'm like, "Yeah, so yeah, do it, or you know." Stay there and be single. Whatever. It's up to you, bro. I mean, they don't do any sort of work setting her character up. 
in advance of this. It's like she shows up as this kind of mystery woman love scene and then this very like half-hearted divorce threat and i'm like what is going on <laughs> this is not properly establishing your characters no not, not not one bit but eh you know maybe it'll play in the movie later it doesn't really no but, it doesn't uh... <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the next morning and uh we see a guy uh that's right he was like sent out to the mine early to i, I don't know start up the machines or uh, see, see if there's any corpses they missed i don't know what but but his truck gets stuck you know like the tire goes i couldn't tell if the tire was flat or i got stuck in a rut or something but he had to go out and jack it and change it but while he's doing it we see uh baboons up on a hill and they're just looking down upon him and i, and I, I was thinking like okay they see him in the distance you know blah 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 no these they're like 20 feet away from him like 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 the hill's like really close like just on the other <laughs> side of the street <laughs> And uh, oh, what I mean, how was that effect done? That, that that was actually one of the only impressive things I found about this film was that sort of like like copy and paste or like like drawn them on or something. I couldn't tell. I, the problem was like I'm watching on my you know 4K TV and I'm watching this YouTube <laughs> rip. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, uh, I, I had trouble like determining if it was actually some actual real baboons they had standing on that hill or if it was just like a smear it was very difficult to determine it, yeah it, it is the same thing like when they whenever they show the swarm of baboons it's like okay well that might just be like drawn on or something but it's also like well there's a couple up front that are definitely like moving like baboons so it's not like hand drawn or think, whatever I, I think it was like real footage of baboon troops and i like we were like oh there's a dozen baboons in this movie no i thought there's a couple hundred baboons like filmed for this movie so i'm hearing y'all you gentlemen i agree we need the 4k restoration version vinegar syndrome get audit that's right reach out to raju patel yeah yeah oh steve i've got some bad news hmm? oh <laughs> but uh but yeah so they uh they basically end up swarming the guy and uh yeah just just hundreds of shockmas going after him and it, he like jumps in the truck trying to hide from him. they're like busting through the windows and the windshield and they start scratching and biting them and they fill up the truck and then yeah then we cut back to the the compound <laughs> or whatever the um i don't know what you would call the yeah the rescue for the all the animals and stuff there in the reserve and uh you know the wife is introduced to uh jack's little pet goldie it was just a little, uh, it was like a little capuchin monkey or something, or I think she guy. Like a baby baboon. Poor guy. Yeah, I thought a... it was a different. It was a different type of monkey. I got that impression. Was it? I yeah. could not tell. All I knew is that when this monkey's on the leash, several actors got bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this monkey was not happy being introduced to the lady, or really in any scene that it's in. Right. The only convincing ones is when you you see it running off, and it's like, mm-hmm. yep, yep, that's uh, yep. that's legitimate. Are you talking about Goldie? Yeah, yeah, Goldie. Yeah, Goldie, who like it looks like Timothy Bottoms like throws it at the ground at one point. Yeah. And then later the wife is feeding it beer. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's Goldie. Yeah. I think he threw it because I think he got bit. Yeah, <laughs> He's probably like, be. ah, motherfucker. <laughs> I know I would. But and then and also in the same scene, this is when uh one of the guys just pulls a cheetah out by its tail to like show it to the wife or whatever. Like, oh yeah, it's the cheetah. You know, they get really loud when they're doing it. I'm like, okay. 
yeah necessary yeah <laughs> you know not like we did last night am i right <laughs> you still want a divorce no but uh but yeah then they ring 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 they get a call there's a missing child what okay i'll i'll lock and load and i'll be up there in a minute and then uh the wife's like well why do you always have to go and do all these things like because that's my job and the locals think i'm the great white hunter so i gotta bring a gun with me apparently that's all it takes yeah Anyway, stay in the compound. Try not to get too drunk with Goldie. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Close your door at night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. So then uh, John Reese davies and uh, a couple of the other miners, uh, they, they're they on the way to the mine and they run to that truck that, you know, has the tire taken off. And yeah, yeah, they find the buddy all tore up and shit there in the, the cab of the truck. And uh, uh, John's like, all right. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chris Tucker as his character's That's name right. is Chris Tucker. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna go back to town. Take care of this. No, uh, I could read the words coming out of his mouth. I will say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's like, I'll, I'll go back to town and handle this. You guys get to the mine and, you know, try to make me some money. Um, <laughs> and uh, say so they go back to town. There's this whole big like search party for the the missing boy. And uh, after a couple minutes of that, we uh, they 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 find his arm, and uh, the grandfather comes up and just starts crying out, and uh, yeah, and then they just leave. And I'm like, okay, yep. end of scene. End of scene. <laughs> He's dead. Yep. <laughs> well, I got to get back to town. I got a wife to take care of. Uh, I don't know. But, got a uh, divorce to sell. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, then, yeah, basically he goes back and he's like, well, the animals are starving. That's why all these baboons are attacking people. And I'm going to leave for Nairobi in the morning and, you know, you know, try to get everybody evacuated, at least until the water returns. And John Reese davies is like, fuck that noise. I'm staying. I got my mind. I've got 40 days left. I'm going to yeah. get some money out of this place. And he's like, well, but there's, you have any idea how many baboons are out there? 90,000 of them and all of them are three times stronger than a man and twice as cunning. I don't know. A bunch of stuff. <laughs> there was never a single second of this movie where I was convinced there was 90,000 baboons. <laughs> well, he to be fair, he means in all of uh, Kenya or whatever. Uh, I think but... he means on in the whole uh, wildlife preserve. Oh, oh shit, just in the preserve. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Because yeah. they didn't migrate. The other animals did. Yeah. Well, even with the smudges, it's like, all right, there's maybe a thousand out there. Maybe. In this particular locale. <laughs> In reality, there's like, yeah, 12 to 40. But I can tell. But, yeah. um, we're, we're not getting reports like through the movie, like, oh, they're attacking this area and this area. It's like, no, no, it seems to be the ones in this area. <laughs> Just seems to be like the three people over the last 24 hours. I mean, yeah, yeah. Lock, lock your doors see if that helps <laughs> you know put put all your food in the, the the bear trash cans or whatever so they can't get to it i don't know maybe that'll work <laughs> but um I, yeah i don't know there's uh there's this old guy that pops up in this movie every once in a while and i i don't know like like there was this one scene where he, he's like lying in bed and he's got the mosquito netting or whatever but i guess the mosquitoes are still getting in and he's slapping at him and there's like some funny music, like this is supposed to be like the comic relief, but he's just like ah, ah, and like slapping them and shit. But that's it. Yep. Where does this scene go, Steve? Nowhere. 
I will I will say about the music, not so much this moment, but just as a overall thought on the film, it's actually got a pretty good score. Like there's yeah. actually some atmospheric music that they make. It, 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 it's I think it's like the one part of this film that's maybe reaching above B movie level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like this is a B level horror movie. You don't need the, the little or I don't know some sort of like. Yeah. How, how did they get the rights to Careless Whisper? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I'm sure there were the 10 percent difference, so it was you know, <laughs> careless humming or I don't know something like that. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. At least with like the uh, the the intense like chase scenes and like the mm. ominous like thrilling moments of the movie and stuff. Like, yeah, it's actually really pretty good. Yeah, I would agree. Um, see so yeah, what happens from here. Oh, yeah, so uh, so Chris Tucker and uh, Jack they. <laughs> They form a posse to, you know, they're they're apparently decided they're going to go in, uh, kill some of the baboons, uh, you know, take out some of the leaders or whatever. Mm-hmm. And about halfway there, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill them. So then the, the baboons will just eat them for a couple days and hopefully it rains in the next week. Something like that. Like, yeah. And then our our uh, our white savior is like, uh, did you tell the tribal leaders that? No, no, but I'm sure they'll be fine with it. Yeah. Well, and I also like how they're like, well, how do we know which ones are the leaders? Mm-hmm. Oh, the leaders have scars on their shoulders. And I'm like, I'm not getting that close. No, no, somebody <laughs> was making a joke. He said they uh, they have little stars on their shoulders. Oh, stars. Like they're oh, okay, like generals. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, okay. it was a joke. That's why everybody was like. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they, um, I don't know, they, they kill like a dozen of them or so. And they uh, leave them, you know, they're, they're going to feed them to the others or whatever. And Jack's like taking photos of the whole thing. I, I'm not exactly sure why, but it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, then they, no, they, start... uh, they they load them up. Well, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. they start loading them up and throw them back to the truck. Like, whoa, whoa, wait, what are, what are you guys doing? And like, oh, yeah, apparently they're going to take it back to the village to feed the people. Yeah, we're starving, man. It's a drought. Yeah. And John Reese Davies is like, uh, that's not going to help us with our monkey problem. Like. Yeah, but the people got to come first, right? I mean, you always say that with your water. There you go. <laughs> I didn't really understand uh, understand how it's like they killed, I don't know, like 20 or something. And initially they're like, well, we'll just feed the other baboons with these. But I'm like, I don't know that 20 baboons uh, really go that far with like 90,000 others. Yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly like, uh, what is it? A dozen loaves of bread and nine fish or whatever. And yeah. 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 Little, little Jesus monkey comes around and makes no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I assume makes a stew out of them, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, Jack, he's like, Well, I'm gonna, you know, go to Nairobi and get this whole place evacuated because problems are just gonna come. And uh, you know, Chris Tucker and Jari Stavies, he's basically like, Uh, I, I don't think you should do that, blah blah blah. And there's this whole th- um, there's this thing where they're like talking to, I, I don't know if he's like the mayor or lead game warden or what i don't know but uh basically like yeah there's one the one flight out tomorrow and uh we're gonna send uh the the one dude's widow out on it uh because i guess jack was thinking like he was gonna take it out but like well we should probably send the widow you know get her out of here so she can get her affairs in order yeah because he has like a meeting in nairobi yeah. He's gonna go see the generals in Nairobi and make them evacuate the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 yeah, that's just like John Reese Davies' way. He's like, well, if you really want to do it, you're gonna have to drive out there, buddy. You're not just flying out there in 15 minutes and coming back. All right. So yeah, so yeah, Jack drives off. 
we then cut to okay <laughs> we then cut to some power lines or something being repaired or were they phone lines or power lines uh i think it was phone lines wasn't it i think it's phone lines yeah yeah because, okay that makes more yeah, sense yeah. yeah best scene in the movie yes <laughs> yeah oh please take us away well i mean when you've got these two technicians on the uh the telephone lines and the baboons swarm them one guy just takes off. He's like, later, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You're on your own. So and the so, other guy. <laughs> so so when the truck pulled off, I was seriously like, is the monkey driving the car? <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be amazing. That would be too good. <laughs> that would tip this movie into like a quality. But um, the other guy, the other poor guy up on that tower, one of them just takes his leg off like it is just like a hot knife going through butter. Like that leg <laughs> just like drops off. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, there you go. Best moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have our trailer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, Jack uh, drove to Nairobi and he's, uh, I don't know, talking to, uh, I, I don't know, the president. Who knows? But he's basically like, hey, I need to uh, order evacuation of this town. And the guy's like, well, you need to fill out a report. Um, and you say this is happening because of a drought, but there's drought everywhere, man. I don't really have the resources to do this just because like three people got ate by animals like these aren't cats these are intelligent thinking animals and he starts going to the whole like three times stronger than man and and they're and they're organizing and i'm like holy shit they are aren't they Hmm. (laughs) well this is where it goes very jaws with all the bureaucracy and everything like that and timothy bottoms is basically roy scheider running around being like you don't understand you have a huge problem on your hands and they're like eh whatever you gotta close the beach yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the, the, but yeah the general or president or whatever he's basically just like well it'll all be back to normal when it rains don't worry about it dude <laughs> in, in the meantime you know enjoy all the rich beauty kenya has to offer i don't know <laughs> so then we cut back to the mine where uh, we got the the workers there you know trying to get the boiler back working blah 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 but then we see the one uh, guy sees in the distance there's a swarm of I, I, millions no uh, thousands of baboons coming their way like in a dust cloud or or a smudge on the screen couldn't really differentiate but uh <laughs> but uh john reese davies sees too and he's like all right everybody slowly head towards the truck and load up everybody get in and they fucking speed off all right cool so then we got back at, uh to the compound well i'm sorry slightly outside of the compound where the wife is walking goldie like a dog <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, okay. First off, yeah. you're out of the compound. Why? You can just, it was a pretty large compound. You can just do laps or something, but whatever, it doesn't matter. But of course, we start getting the ominous music and that low angle POV. And Goldie's like, fuck this, and like runs. And then the lady's like, that's a good idea. I should run too. Ah! Her run is amazing because it's in slow motion and she's like falling and flailing on the ground. <laughs> and you're getting sounds like, ugh. Like that under under her, it's like she's uh, falling down. I love that they slow mode all of like everything she's saying. It's amazing. Yeah. I love that they they slow mo her, but the vo is in normal time. Yes. Yeah. So when you speed it up, it's actually she's making really quick noises. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of oh no, when you slow down, it's oh no. <laughs> It's probably why, but, mm. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and, and as she's like, you know, she trips and falls, you see like the, 
I don't know, maybe a dozen baboons like running around the corner <laughs> into the compound too. And I'm like, oh man, there's going to be hundred. Oh, nope. That's all of them. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I appreciated her faith in curtains stopping them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. She jumps in the house and she's like, oh, I'm safe. <laughs> and it's at this point, I realized that entire place is nothing but windows. Yeah. Uh, well, to enjoy the beautiful view. That's right. And then, yeah, so yeah, they hear all the as the baboons are like trying to break through the windows. And I guess that's as far all they want to do. They don't necessarily want to come in, except for the one that starts choking her from behind. Yeah. She's by one of the windows. And then she just like reaches up and so so was that like the uh the the like the curtain rod or was it an actual spear? Because I thought it was a spear. I think it was a spear. She like reaches to the like in front of her and just barely grabs it. I thought it was like above her. I, I think it was a spear. I, think I thought it was, it was a spear. spear yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah, she like reaches, grabs it, and then just like start stabbing behind her, or whatever. And I don't know, hits something because eventually uh, it lets her go. And I don't know. And then you hear, and Jack comes bursting in the door to the rescue. He's like, uh, "What's the what's the wife's name? Lee. That's right, Lee." Lee, are you there? Lee! <laughs> and He's like, divorce yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Still want that divorce. <laughs> Where'd that guitar riff come from? Don't worry about it. <laughs> but he's like, Harry, we gotta get out of here. Let's go. And uh, so then we cut to night. I thought this point they were like starting to get like other reports of like other attacks in like nearby villages or something. It's like, okay, it's spreading. This makes sense. But then... Uh, they go to the hotel, and uh, I think John Reese Davies is there, and he's like, uh, "Well, you know, there's a supply truck that uh, got into a, a trench or something like five miles from here. We should go check that out, see if we can get some water and some food for all these people. And then, you know, we can get all the uh, other people to evacuate here to the hotel where we might have a chance of fighting off baboons or something. He's like, you think that's going to work? Like, well, it's better than grass huts. What, what do you want from me? Right. Half this town doesn't even have doors. Right. Hmm. So uh, yeah, in the morning they go to get some supplies, and uh, I, I I don't know, some dude was welding. I, I don't know exactly what that was for, but doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but uh, we also see uh, the the widow from uh, the the guy that was killed inside of the truck or whatever. She's getting to the airstrip, and her and the mayor or whatever. I, I'm not sure what his role was, but uh, they jump in the plane and fly off. I think he was the chief of police. Was the chief of police? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. his building had police on the top, so I would take it as that. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm applying logic to this film. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be the, the way to go. Ugh, just bringing yeah. the vibe down with your I logic. I know, I know. Sorry, it's the Brit in me. It's the Brit in me. <laughs> <laughs> Keep calm and kill the vibes. Am I right? Yeah, so they get a, they get a little bit into this flight, and, you know, we're just kind of watching them sit there, like, you know, kind of glance uh, i think she was like asleep and he's kind of like you know checking outside making sure he's not seeing swarms of baboons or whatever beneath them or something but then you start hearing noises in the background like something's ripping what is that what is that (laughs) is something back there (laughs) that is what happens (laughs) well they should have actually just paid tribute to that uh, twilight zone 
uh, episode slash the movie and had the <laughs> yeah. uh, baboon on the wing. That would have made this glorious. There's but something on the wing, something. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been amazing, but instead the baboon is behind them, and uh, the plane crashes into a bill or into a into the mountain, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> I I, then- I do just want to say I had a feeling we were gonna get you know monkeys on a plane. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they they buy the hell the airplane or sign the airplane away off of someone, and he kind of smiles at them as they start to get in the plane and fly off. I'm wondering if this guy was the mastermind behind the ninety thousand monkeys. Ooh, oh shit! Like he's he has, one that, he's like, like unionize or yeah, it's oh. like a voodoo thing or something like that. You know, it's uh, there's there there is a sequel here where he's being controlled, like okay. the um the novelization for Jaws: The Revenge, where it's like an evil voodoo doctor is controlling the shark. That's what's precisely, going on here. Precisely, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, the voodoo doctor was also played by Michael Caine. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I got cut out of the movie. <laughs> pull up, pull up. Do you want to own that new house, Michael? Anyway. So okay, so yeah, so the plane crashes, there's a huge explosion. And then at the same time, like uh John Reese Davies like turns around because he heard some sort of like howl or whatever. I'm like, wait, did he hear the plane crash or what? <laughs> like, because they're like, uh, you know, getting into the supply truck and, um, you know, they're like looking it over and like, oh, yeah, the baboons have already like eaten most of the food and, you know, the water's all over the place. But, oh, oh, shit. Do you hear something? <laughs> oh, no, it's Tim Allen Rudd. No, it's a it's a swarm of baboons. And uh, <laughs> and like, like, that's right. Jack was in like the supply truck as like all the baboons are like running in there after him. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, they're going to kill the, who I thought was the lead character. Yeah. And uh, yeah. They're they, ripping him apart. They're eating him alive. Yep. So then we, uh, they drive off and uh, fade to the hotel where, uh, you know, Jarvis Davies walks up to the wife and is like, hey, so uh, got some bad news. Um, Jack's dead. <laughs> what? And what's worse, we don't even have water or supplies either. Oh, that well, also this, sucks. This is where the movie pivots again because it no longer is a Jaws knockoff. It suddenly turns into a Night of the Living Dead knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, but the was it the hotel manager or something was like talking to him like, well, there was nothing, no food, not even in the meat freezer, and he's like, wait, the what now? <laughs> oh shit that's right he could probably be hiding in there so uh so we cut back to the freezer yeah. at the back of the truck and we see jack kind of peeking out and of course baboons are still just ravaging the place like, <laughs> and then uh yeah he just kind of gets out uh, get, grabs a can of i don't know beans or something opens it up and is like here, eat these beans for my hand. I'm like, well, hope you enjoyed having that hand. Right? <laughs> that would know, not be my strategy. No, yeah. I will just pause to point out that he actually does open that can of beans with a knife, and he very narrowly misses stabbing his hand. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where was Timothy Bottom's stuntman that day? Oh. <laughs> Timothy yes. had truly hit rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> he signed the contract for this movie. Yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> there was a contract for this movie. <laughs> it was written on a napkin. <laughs> it was a free trip to Africa. If 
No, I don't and know. he stained it with his tears. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's Tim, all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, yeah. After feeding him by hand, he like I don't know sneaks out while they're distracted. I don't know, and uh, like you know grabs his rifle and stuff, and he runs to this nearby bus that was abandoned uh, that we saw earlier in the scene, and uh, yeah, just kind of jump starts it and heads on down the road. Uh, luckily enough, he, uh, runs into John Reese Davies, who's also, you know, on his way back to the supply thing. And they're like, all right, good to see you're alive. Um, I hear the school's, uh, still in session. We should probably go check that out. Make sure they're safe. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so yeah, they get to the school and, uh, I don't know the, they start hearing, hearing them on the roof before they start loading into the bus or. I'm willing to I, go I with that. I, yeah, sure. I, I think they yeah, do hear so them. They're, they're, they're getting a bit scared, but they play it safe for the kids. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're getting all the kids like in the middle of the room or whatever. Because again, the school's like all windows, and at least they have a tin roof, so they can hear the, the baboons like walking on top. And they're like, "What? What the hell? Ah, kids, follow me. Let's get out of here." Blah blah blah. But yeah, then I, uh, I have a similar roof on in my garage outside my house, and uh, that usually have cats running over it. So whenever the cat uh, runs over it, now I'm going to pretend it's the baboons in this film. <laughs> oh no this is like kenya all over again you gotta jump where's the meat freezer where's the meat freezer <laughs> you just jump in there and you know have a little bit of ice cream while you're waiting <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah they show up uh all right let's load all the kids in the bus get out of here when they like head over to the hotel and uh, you know the wife sees Jack, uh, you know alive <laughs> and i just wait for the oh my god Jack you're alive and he's like well, of course I'm alive. Why, why would, why'd you think I was dead? Like, oh, because John Reese Davies told me you died. Uh, oh, I guess you could probably see it that way. Yeah, you? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, say, you still want that divorce? No. Uh, <laughs> but, but then, okay, so after that happens, then we see, like, I, I don't know, some, like, radio communications guy, and the baboons take him out, and I'm like, holy shit, these guys are organized. Right? <laughs> They've been planning this for months. Forget the like suicide squad. I want to see a movie of like the baboon squad uh right. embarking oh, on missions. I do. That would be amazing. Yeah, like like hit monkey squadron. That's what I want. Yes. <laughs> uh Marvel or DC, get on that shit. <laughs> this seems very much more like a DC film, let's be honest. Yeah. See, True. you say that, but if have you seen Marvel's Hit Monkey on Hulu? Or I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Oh, watch it's, it. It's pretty good. I mean, it's 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 exactly what you want it to be. It's a it's an assassin in the body of a monkey uh doing assassin stuff and uh hijinks and body of the monkey. He haunts the monkey. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Two of them get vengeance. That's right. Jason uh was it Jason Sedakis? Is that the guy? It was Sleeple Ferris. What? There's serial figures, sorry. <laughs> I'll be honest, if I'm not going to go and see Ant-Man, Quantum Quantum, something or other, I'm probably not going to watch the monkey show either. <laughs> oh, watch it, monkey. You're going to enjoy it a lot more. There you go. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, where are we? Oh, yeah, so we're... Yeah, the radio guy gets taken out by the monkeys, and uh, John Reese davies is, like, going to talk to him, like, opens the door, sees there's, like, six monkeys in there, I don't know, making love to its skull or something, and he's like, oh, shit! Shuts the door, and, like, his buddy's there, and he's like, all right, burn it, burn it all. But what about the people in there? There are no people inside. 
I gotta give him props for the uh, the dead body effect, like seeing yeah. all the skin ripped off on and like the eyeball hanging out. I thought that was a nice mm. bit of sort of you know prosthetics. Yeah, yeah, there's some like not terrible gore in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely gorier than uh, like Congo, which is uh, I don't yeah. know if you guys know this, like the greatest movie ever made, but it could definitely could have used some more uh, more dead bodies like this. But then it would be PG thirteen. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. They, so they burn the place down, um, and I was a little disappointed there wasn't a giant explosion. But eh, you know, effective. Yeah, these things happen. <laughs> uh, so then it's getting to be dusk, and uh, the baboons are like scurrying outside the hotel, and and we see them walking on the roof, and I'm like, that's a thatched roof. Like they can get in whenever they want. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like you, like you can see like the little holes and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's about a baboon-sized hole. Where are they coming down those? You know, but uh, yeah, then we see the uh, the old guy's back and he's telling the story about this guy. Uh, the, this guy, oh, I don't know what it was. You always used to scratch his ear, and uh, uh, he, he, he was getting like he was going to fire him for uh, insubordination because he was tattooing tattooing pornography on the local natives. Well, well, what happened? Oh, uh, he cut had he cut his ear off. No, no, he found him guilty and had him beheaded. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Or cut his ear off and then had him beheaded. Oh, I mean, quite quite the escalation there, I'd say. Yeah, like, all right. That's but the also, 1980s, I guess. I mean, Cam, well, this guy's Cam... left over from, like, the French Foreign Legion and, like... Oh, yeah, 20s. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cam mentioned earlier when, like, the film is changing as, like, from homages to different homages. I think at this point now it becomes Tremors. Yeah. yeah, there's some tremors. Yeah, for sure. But once they're once they're like blocked into that house and boarding up the walls, that's Night of the Living Dead. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So after that that heartwarming story, um, the, the monkeys start like uh, like trying to break in the windows, and they like pop a few of them through rifles. And uh, John Reese Davies is like, "Stay calm, stay calm." And I swear he said, "Missouri, Missouri." He was so uh, at at that particular point, there were there were some of the native guys were yeah, going to help yeah. them. Um, Zuri means like like well wishes, so I think he was greeting the native guys in Swahili when they came up. Oh, okay, well there you go. That's what I think. I think he was going like Zuri, Zuri, Zuri. <laughs> like he was calling an audible in a football game or something. Like, Zuri, Zuri. Uh, uh. No, I don't. But uh, yeah. So then uh. Then the the teacher, the school teacher, she kind of wanders off into the dark, and uh, as is tradition, yeah, as is tradition in these kind of movies. And she like opens a freezer door, boom! There's teeth again. <laughs> End of that scene. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this teacher, if you are in a school under siege by killer baboons, I know she goes to collect the kid. Okay, I'll give her yeah, permission yeah. for that one. But then she just keeps on wandering around in these dark rooms. It's like, come on, come yeah. on. You kind of bring it on yourself at that point. Yeah, that was the moment that really stretched uh, stretched out the credibility of this film, wasn't it? That was that was yeah. the scene, Cam. That was the moment. That's what broke the movie for me. So Too Cam, much. What, so, so, Cam, what I'm hearing is you're blaming the victim. <laughs> yeah, um, she got what she was asking for. Yeah. She was dressed like that in a dark room. I hear you, Cam. <laughs> there, there, Don't put a, words in my mouth. <laughs> there's a pattern. There's a pattern here, Cam. There's a pattern Uh-oh. here. Well, when it comes to baboon attacks, things get a little uh, fuzzy. What, what can I say? <laughs> She's trying to save the children, Cam. She saved that child, and that 
still there went might on be wandering. more children. Wait, here's the real oh, question. Please. Did she save that child because she didn't lead him back? That's true. We don't know That's if that true. child made it. <laughs> right. It's not like we see him in a later scene or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, yes, uh, after a while, uh, John Reese Davies and Jack, or I'm sorry, Chris Tucker and Jack, uh, I don't know, whatever. They, uh, they're, they're like, hey, the teacher's missing. We should go look for her. All right, cool. And so they go look for her, find the corpse and baboons, you know, around the corpse. And uh, as John Reese Davies then, I, I think he gets drop kicked by a baboon, like flying in from off screen and yeah. like kicking him like, and then they start like wrestling. And did he like poke out the eyes of one of them? I think so. Yeah. I mean, at this point, his character has transformed from like the mayor in Jaws to like Quint from Jaws. Yeah. Where he's kind of like the, the noble warrior guy. I mean, he doesn't die like Quint, but he still does have to go through an animal attack. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he's he's fighting them off as best he can, blah, blah, blah. We then cut to the lobby, and the monkeys are starting to attack the lobby, like, you know, coming in through the thatched roof and the windows, and there's just guns a-blazing all around. <laughs> John Reese davies he's firing shots. Jack's firing off shots. I don't know. Some of the kids from the school are firing off rifles. It's fantastic. <laughs> <Sling> shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're picking up dice and throwing them. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> And then, uh, like, with every gunshot now, like, the screen's, like, flashing white, and you hear, like, a rumbling in the distance. Is that, is that lightning? What, what is that? And then the baboons just run away. Why are they running away? You hear a little uh, rain hitting that thatched roof, I guess. And, uh, and he opens the door, and... There's this goddamn torrential downpour, and I'm like, "Cute Toto, I bless the rains out and all." I uh, <laughs> I made a note. I wrote Deus Ex Machina, and then I crossed that out and wrote Deus Ex Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's also daytime now. <laughs> I noticed when it was raining. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I guess. So yeah, uh, the baboons, I guess, run off because they're no longer hungry because it's raining. All right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, even Goldie like runs back into Jack's arms. And it's like, hey, Jack, Goldie, you're safe. My, my favorite moment of that is uh, where the the bar lady or the hotel lady turns to John Reese Davis. is like, hey, do you want to get out of here or whatever? And he's like, sorry, the mines need me. <laughs> yeah i have 45 days left on my lease back to work and then okay he said something like bloody rain come bloody done bloody 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 what what what, what did i is that I right i didn't catch that don't don't put this on me he's he's, <laughs> he's a welshman pretending to be i think australian or south african the accents make no sense in this film <laughs> maybe I, south african See, I, I was just going to because I assume he was quoting like Keats or something like, you know, it's some famous poem I just don't know about. But no, I think you're aiming far too high for the film. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Babe, not every English guy knows poetry. What? <laughs> but, but on that's TV, just, they all that's just that's just one of those ugly stereotypes that we have to break. <laughs> I'm offended by this. <laughs> well, speaking of stereotypes, every American does have a gun, at least one. I mean, <laughs> they're issued one at birth. Where are ours, by the way? I don't know. I think the cats have them. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the baboons ran away with them. Oh, no. 
Those darn forest baboons of the high mountain desert. <laughs> See, if I told you to get those goddamn monkeys out of my goddamn house. <laughs> Look, they, they were here first, babe. The squatter's rights or something. I don't know. <laughs> they screamed my rights and ran into the forest. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then, uh, you know, Jack, he's like holding his wife and the wife's like, you know, I hear California is a nice place this time of year or something like that. He said something like, I, I don't think Goldie would like it. No, he says, I think Goldie, oh, I, I would, think like Goldie would like it. I think Goldie would like it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then Goldie's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in the Ace Ventura series or something. I'm going to be a star. Also, at this point, that monkey is drugged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> just like resting in the arms like, oh, he's got like, the tongue hanging out, a little drool. <laughs> You need it to pan to uh, the the little monkey and have him like fist bump the air and then just uh, just switch to like don't you forget about me? Oh, <laughs> forget about me. That, that's the end of the film. We all want right. And then we get the uh, the scroll at the end saying, "Hey guys, this is a fictitious account of a true incident that happened in 1984." No animals were harmed in this movie. They were all returned to the wild. I know you probably saw things where baboons were falling out of trees and landing on the ground. Don't worry, they're fine. That was all, uh, that was a stunt baboon. Uh, don't worry about it. Perfectly within the laws of Kenya. Shout out to Kenya for letting us shoot the movie here. Roll credits. I feel like this was uh, safe with the animals in the way that movies made in the 80s and beforehand were safe with animals. Yes. Yeah. You ever seen Milo and Otis? That kind oh, of safe. God. Oh, no. That was a bloodbath, that one, yeah. Oh, the massacre of kittens. Look, we're talking about like like a dozen kittens or 90,000 baboons. I mean... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there was a Bond film two years before this film that threw a whole horse into the ocean. So That's true. Ooh. True. Oh, wow. Was that a... wasn't Vito a kill, what was it? It was Never Say Never Again. Oh. Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> uh, Have, haven't you ever seen a was a, a can't break wild, wild hearts don't cry or whatever oh, wild <laughs> hearts can't be broken wild hearts can't be broken <laughs> Something like that. Don't, don't break wild hearts upside down the <laughs> blind girl of the diving horse yeah love today yeah wild hearts can't be broken yeah written by a friend of the podcast Alicia yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah i think a couple of those horses didn't make it i don't want to spoil the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the end of the movie, ladies and gentlemen, that's In the Shadow of Kilimanjaro. Uh, Scott, would you recommend this movie? Uh, no. No. What? That was a no. That was a no. I'm going to say no. I mean, I'm going to say there's a, things, a couple of things I didn't get to mention. I'm just going to throw in. Firstly, I, I do appreciate a film that points out that monkeys love Fanta. <laughs> uh, I I also love Fanta, so apparently I'm closer to the monkeys than I'd like to think. And also, it's nice that we are finally acknowledging the prequel to Cocaine Bear, Drought <laughs> Monkey, <laughs> Drought Monkey, <laughs> Drought Monkey. Uh, that should be the real title for this film. Drought but no, I, would I recommend it? No, unless you're really into your monkeys or really into your. 80s B-movie horror animal films, which is a very, very uh, niche genre. <laughs> of which I am into. But, uh, oh, sorry, uh, that's Cam, that's uh, both my genres. <laughs> yeah, so. right, sold and sold. Uh, Cam, how about you? No, this one's a no for me. I, I do love <laughs> Animal Attack, 
uh, horror movies. I watch them all the time. The pacing on this one is really bad. Like it does not feel, I mean, it's like just over 90 minutes, but it feels very slow. Uh, There's a couple okay animal attacks in it, but there's much better examples out there. Um, Do you have any examples you'd like to share? Uh, I would say the more recent movie Beast with Idris Elba, which of course involved oh, yeah. a lion, was uh, much better. Um, Joe Dante's no, no lions Piranha. were definitely harmed in that movie. Yep, yeah, no lions in that movie. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want a B movie, watch Joe Dante's Piranha. That one's an absolute blast. Yeah. Um, but this one feels to me more like I don't know if you've ever seen Day of the Animals, where of it's course. like, yes. yeah, where it's just like I like the concept, but this movie is. Kind of poorly made, very slow paced, and not particularly exciting, you know, and or fulfilling when you finish it. Yeah, or uses a lot of stock footage for the kills and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, ah, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's I, a bird. <laughs> I wish there was more like backstory on this film. I tried to do some digging around the internet, but there really isn't much there. I'd like to yeah. know, like, why? Why? Just why? I'd like to know why. <laughs> the drought. Yeah, yeah. Is it because of a drought or the drought? Food and water uh, is scarce. Yeah, oh, no, no, I, I get, I get where the idea comes from. But like, why did they think this was, like, this was a, a film to make, and also, uh, like, it filmed in in Kenya, which is a, a a strange choice for the time, I suppose. And but they've got like John Reese Davies in it, so it has to have some pull. I, I yeah. just it feels like this weird yeah. mishmash of talent with a a terrible script and no money whatsoever. Well, you know what? I actually have an uh, amazing recommendation for people. Um, if you're looking for a B-movie that, like Scott says, has no real talent and no script, but is really entertaining, check out Roar, which yes. was a movie made by Melanie Griffith's family when Melanie Griffith was quite young. And they were running like a lion refuge. And they thought, let's just shoot a horror movie with lions. And Oh, no, the- no, no. It's better than that. They Tippi Hedren was filming a movie in Africa and saw an abandoned house full of lions and said, Hey, wouldn't that be cool if we made a movie about rescuing the lions in that house? That's right. And the film set said, no, that's fucking crazy. So her and her then husband came home, rescued a bunch of lions. They could make their own movie. And you basically get to watch 90 minutes of (laughs) actors of questionable judgment being just absolutely swatted around by very large lions. And the injuries on the set were through the roof. The movie wasn't released for like 20 years or 30 years or something. It's hilarious and amazing. We have it on Blu-ray. We highly recommend everybody purchases that Blu-ray, watch it multiple times. Probably the most anxious I've ever been watching a movie. Yes. Every single time I watch a movie. Single time. You get to see like Melanie Griffith be nearly killed. You get to see mm-hmm. Tepi Hedren's leg get broken. Oh. John DeBont nearly gets scalped. Yep. He had to have 70 <laughs> stitches. Yeah. Like it's it's nuts, guys. Check it out. <laughs> uh babe, how about you? Would you recommend this movie? Well, let's see. It's set in Africa and it's actually filmed in Africa. It has the professor from Sliders with a ridiculous accent. <laughs> it's true. And it has baboons. Yes, I'm in. Don't forget George W. Bush from That's My Bush. (laughs) So I did Google 1980s Africa um, uh, drought movies, and there's quite a few, including one that I think we need to add to our repertoire. It's called Savage Harvest. I've heard of this one, yes. A family in Africa finds itself under attack by a pride of lions. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Starring uh, Tom Skerritt. Oh, shit, yeah. Michelle Phillips, Sean Stevens, and Marie Martin. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll check. I think that might be on uh, on the blood bank. But also, apparently, out of Africa. Yeah, out of Africa. And I know, like, Baby Seeker, The Lost Legend. That may have been filmed in California, but it was, like, set in Kenya and yeah. stuff like that. Like, there was but it wasn't about the drought. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Specifically about the drought, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, guys, this it, it's a killer monkey movie. Of course I fucking recommend yeah. it. That's the reason I scoured the YouTube to find it. <laughs> the worst VHS rip I've seen in a while. Um, but yeah, it's not a great movie. It's What's just my thing. Or the copy of Mistress of the Apes that oh, we were given. Uh, probably the Mistress of the Apes one. I had to stop watching that like five minutes in. But <laughs> Come on, Amazon, release that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, release whoever's amazing cut of that that was. On that note, uh, we'll take a quick commercial break. Mm-hmm. Oh, when we come back, <gasps> we have more beer, what? some fun facts, <gasps> and what we learned from In the Shadow of Kilimanjaro. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Are you a fan of dinosaurs, snacks, dinosaurs made out of snacks, movie monsters, unicorns, cats, dogs, rats, shrimp, Pokemon, tie-dye, paracord bracelets, paracord dog leashes, enamel pins, coloring books, block prints, watercolor, pet portraits? Buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. In the mean streets of Steeltown, Detective John Claw is the law. Jesus, John, he wasn't even resisting arrest. But when the warlords of Africa come to town, even the law needs some help. John, you've lost three partners this month. But we brought in an expert. Meet your new partner. She's been working with Interpol for years. Amy, good, good, gorilla. Captain, no. I don't partner with no monkey. Amy, no, monkey. Ugh, talking monkey. Jesus, John, get woke, will you? She's an ape. And she's been following this Mokeli Mobibi character for years. 
You're not the only one that wants to take this some bitch down. You did pretty good out there tonight. Clink. What are you after, Mabimbi? Amy, want justice. Bad man, kill family. What? I didn't know he killed your family. Drugs, guns, human trafficking, poaching. Mokele Mabimbi is one evil man. I want Claw and his family dead. Michael Jai White as Mokele Mobembe. You're too late, John. Now your girlfriend has to pay. Elizabeth Shue, because we need a girl in this movie. John, no! Save yourself! Jean-Claude Van Damme as John Claw. No! And in her triumphant return to cinema, the star of Congo, Amy. <laughs> Amy, I'm glad you can make it. As you can see, I made a vest out of your father. Amy, want justice. Kill ugly bad man. <laughs> you can try. Amy, no, try. Amy, do. Coming this fall, banana splits. Monkey see, monkey die. Directed by Simon West. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, from Oz, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle of the Crow, Grayson, Frankie, uh, Monroe Kelly, and Congo. You're a great white hunter, though I happen to be black. Steve, Izzy, just want to give you a shout out and let you know to someone that you are truly loved and appreciated, as you truly are amazing. If anyone has the tools and the talent, it's you. <laughs> just keep having fun, stay healthy, safe, and of course, always, keep on busting. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve, those are the greatest ads that have ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she's on it. They get better every week. Uh, babe, I don't know about you. Uh, I feel like there's been a drought around here. I'm I'm parched. Oh, that's weird. I'm sober. Oh. Unlike the one British guy in this movie. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, we have from Proper Brewing Company, the Do Less West Coast Style IPA. Ooh. 5% alcohol by volume. All right uh do less ingredients proximity base malt crystal 45 vienna malts centennial hops citra hops and chinook hops okie dokie and my top Ooh. my top nice the pour uh yeah <laughs> beautiful very pale ipa has a gorgeous white foamy head, lots of large bubbles that are dissipating all fairly quickly. Large bubbles dissipating quickly. 
Ooh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, smells like citra hops. Kind of piney, little citrusy, sort of like citrus pith. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely citrusy. Almost uh, a little bit like orange juice on there. Like but a little bit yeah, like yeah. a juicy. Yeah. Yeah. No, like a nice juicy IPA. Not Which is weird because West Coast style IPAs aren't usually super juicy. Yeah. Usually more uh, more pine based. <laughs> <laughs> usually more uh, take the enamel off your teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Not bad at all. And yeah, 5%. Yeah. Nice and nice and tasty. Like an IPA you could drink. Uh, a couple of and not get that that weird taste you know forever <laughs> have your tongue go numb <laughs> yeah gentlemen are you still working on your super hard beverages over there oh yeah i have finished my coke zero and i am flying Woo! cocaine podcaster I, i'm on my uh second <laughs> peppermint and mint uh, sorry peppermint and licorice tea Ooh. Uh, i am uh i am well it, to be fair it's midnight here so this is my night night drink sleepy time hey as a fellow licorice uh licorice fan i approve Mm. i love some licorice it's it's underrated in terms of sweeties mm -hmm. yes licorice and uh fennel based stuff is often underrated in my opinion Mm -hmm. if you go to uh if you ever get a chance to go to sort of denmark they love it over there Ooh, we have had the salted licorice when we were in iceland the double salted was too much, but the salted licorice was pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah, that, they they love it. They love double salted salt. I've had a lot of that there. It's good stuff. Uh, it's basically the only thing I ever bring home whenever I go to to Denmark. Nice. Do you like? You don't bring back waffles? They don't. They don't hold well. Ah. And I eat them. <laughs> there is that. They get all cold yeah. and eaten. Yeah. <laughs> it's like evaporate during the plane ride. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, a gentleman, lady would. Any of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? Please. I don't know, Steve. Are they fun facts? Super fun facts because fun, fun facts. Well, let's find out. Uh, uh, Technically, there's only one critic review on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was two out of five, so a negative review, but just barely. But nobody gives a fuck about those critics. What about that audience score? Fuck those critics, boy! Uh, Cam, would you like to guess first? Um, I'm going to say... I feel like they're going to be nicer than I think they probably should. So I'm going to say like, I'll just go with 50%. Scott? I Well, judging by the IMDb rating, which is done by user reviews, I have a feeling it might be slightly lower than Cameron. I'm going to go for 35%. Ooh, is he? Do the critics think of this movie, Steve? Well, we're talking about the audience. Oh, the audience. Okay. Yeah, so critics don't think of it. Um... Hmm. you know what i'm gonna say the only people who suck sought this out are people who wanted it 65 percent 64 percent wow <laughs> i spit out of my ass uh, they, uh, apparently the people rating this were going as mad as the uh, monkeys were in this film <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i couldn't find a budget but worldwide gross one hundred and eighty-one thousand four hundred and ten dollars. Um, Boom. I, I'm going to guess it was a flop. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it was a success. <laughs> you, you think John Reese Davies rolls out of bed in 1985 for less than a hundred grand? <laughs> he hasn't done sliders yet. So does anybody even know who he is? Uh, Indiana Jones, maybe. And he's got James Bond two years after this. So. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. See. Anyway, uh, yeah, the only other fun fact I have is, yeah, supposedly based on a true story in Kenya in 1984, 
about starving baboons, killing a few people, but was obviously overblown to say 90,000 um, attacked. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> much, much much like cocaine bear that I mentioned earlier. That was uh, yeah. that was sort of a real story that got very much inflated into a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. The real story was like, yeah, they, they dropped the cocaine and like a bear was found in it but then like ran off when the humans showed up no, they, it died they it found died, the yeah. oh, they, died. they oh, found okay. empty things of it the bear had done all the cocaine and then they guess lived approximately about 10 minutes based on <laughs> 10 minutes of his life their metabolism the amount of cocaine and then uh sosa's army closed in and blasted him with a shotgun that's <laughs> oh, piece. Um, I actually have a trivia note for you guys. Ooh. So, do you remember on uh, in John uh, Reese Davies' team, there was kind of like the skinny guy with kind of the floppy hair, the white guy, British, mm-hmm. I think he was? Yeah. That, that actor, whose name was uh, Patrick Gorman, was the body for old Steve in Avengers Endgame. Oh. Weird. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. a pull right there. That is a pull. You're welcome. So- that's America's old ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, mm. we've reached the most important part. What did we learn from in the shadow of Kilimanjaro? Uh, Scott, would you like to lead us off? It's a toughie because, you know, to say I've learned something is, is, is a question. I suppose if someone comes to me and says, hey, these monkeys aren't going to like being thirsty. Share some of your water. Maybe maybe share some. Makes sense. Uh, how about you, Cam? I think I learned to always keep a supply of canned goods with me in case of a baboon attack. <laughs> Just below like the Chef Boyardee or whatever. And like, here you go, guys. <laughs> I don't think they're that picky. They'll take whatever. Yeah. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> um yeah dog Lama, food whatever Lama beans yeah like whatever <laughs> how about you babe well i learned along with the i always carry canned food you can safely hand feed a bamboo a baboon don't worry about it no questions asked also the professor from sliders can survive a mine explosion that's know. fair <laughs> i i actually just also had something jump to mind i will also add and this is why flight crews exist just check your airplane when you're getting on board next time, folks, because there may <laughs> yeah. be a killer baboon inside. Yeah. There are too many baboons on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I, was, if I was in a country with baboons, I would probably just constantly be checking like under the bed, behind the seat, the back of my car for baboons just in case. Makes sense, yeah. Well, that's because baboons are intelligent thinking animals, not like cats. <laughs> I knew you were going to pull that. <laughs> Looking at our cat, one of our cats right now. Yeah, that's definitely empty head, no thoughts. Exactly. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast. Do we? Oh, wait, we do. Uh, that's very <laughs> true. We do. We uh, we hail from the Spy Hards podcast and we look at uh, spy movies every week. Not so many killer baboons in uh, spy movies, but you might get the odd one from time to time. Yeah, we wish there was more, <laughs> but until someone makes a Mission Impossible movie where a baboon is the villain, well, we still have to wait for that. But yes, we basically are trying to assemble the ultimate pantheon of spy movies. So every week we 
break a movie down and then determine whether it belongs on what we call the knock list, which is kind of the best of the best. And we also on the side do interviews with filmmakers, actors, all that sort of stuff. So we kind of cover the whole genre and uh, what have you. Yeah, gentlemen, some incredible interviews. Gentlemen, I have a movie for you. Oh, okay. Oh. From 2006, have you done Spy Mate? Oh, Jesus Christ. No. Was it theatrical? Uh, th- we've had this one pop yes. up before. This is the monkey one, right? Yes. Yes, yes it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, see, I've, I've texted this one to Cam before because people have mentioned it to us online. And Cam, unless he can find proof that it was released in theaters, it's just not going to happen. Well, 1995's Congo uh, does have a former CIA person in there. Oh, no. Yes. We'll come on. (laughs) We'll come on. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You have to be bananas to do it. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, Bymates was released theatrically uh, February 24th, 2006 with a limited release in Canada. Oh, God. (laughs) My own country has turned against me. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it has 2006 Emma Watson. Okay, fair oh, enough. I mean, go. it's got actual names. That That's something. I can kind of roll with that. My apologies, Emma Roberts. Oh, oh Eric uh, Roberts' daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Richard Kind. Oh, Chris God. Potter. Barry Bostwick. Barry Bostwick. Barry Bostwick. Mike. Oh, friend of the podcast, Michael Bailey Smith. Deborah Joe Rupp. Pat Morita. Shit, babe, we might have to do Spy Mate. <laughs> Next April. Next April. <laughs> If you like Spymate, you may also like Hotel Dogs, MVP, MXP, MVP2. <laughs> Maybe you got to say MVP, Most Valuable Primate, and MXP, I've seen that Most one. Extreme Primate. Maybe what? coming later this month. Oh, and Space Chimps. <laughs> what really scares me? And then the Pacifier. The Pacifier. <laughs> oh, no. Take that, Vin Diesel. What really scares me is the Spymate poster says, Airbud Entertainment presents. Oh no! Oh, yeah. oh, so it's part of the the buddies, the, the Airbud Cinematic yeah. Universe. Yeah. Bud CU. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm actually more scared about this than I am about the Kilimanjaro monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to like, like review this the way you would like a like like well regarded Bond film. Oh, we, we play it straight down the line. We're going to oh, get yeah. like, we'll get like someone on the show to come and talk about it as well. well let me get, let's get the director on. What's yeah, Robert exactly. Vince doing these days? <laughs> What's Emma Roberts up to? I mean, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the director recently made a bunch of schlock. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's a lot of schlock. Pup stars, one, two, three, four, and five. And Pup Academy. Woohoo! I'll be sitting likes... out this interview, Scott. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. like it might be the uh, same director from uh, M- MVP and MXP that I've been trying to read. Cam, I, I think, I think, I think that I think the listeners will be sitting that one out too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your your adoring fans need this movie to be on your podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am when I'm not pouring beer down, my friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I am on Etsy at Untidy Venus. You can find me over on Patreon at Untidy Venus. Steve? Yes. Where can we find you? 
Oh, you can find us everywhere on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned for movies or hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at E-I-L-F movies. That's everything I learned from movies. And don't you also have a website where you review movies? Oh, you're talking about E-I-L-F-movies.com where basically I watch a a little more than a movie a day and review it. And uh, I'm usually pretty nice to them, but (laughs) unless, unless you're old. The the two th- 2020 movie M Night. Nope, sorry. I think that's the lowest score I've ever given on that. It was like three out of ten. Which movie was that? Old. The, oh, old. Okay. M Night Shyamalan one. Initially, so I thought you meant old movies, but okay, old. I actually oh, kind of no. like old. <laughs> yeah, if you're a movie before 1982, who gives a shit? No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I actually like older movies. Just <laughs> finding them is the tough part sometimes. YouTube. Uh, that's the key. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess until uh, next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. I'm Scott. And I'm Cam, the provocateur. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. Have a good night, everybody. What's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now